but what's also important to, to note is, you know, getting those pigs started off right, you know, making sure, first of all, that we have a clean barn, clean environment uh, from the, the slats to the water cups to the, uh, to the feeders, um, you know, making sure that everything is clean, ready to go. It sounds really simple. It's time for a new era of communication in the swine industry. One that you can get the latest updates while commuting or driving to farms. Here you will have the brightest minds of the global swine industry in your pocket. Swine It Podcast is only possible with the support of forward-looking and innovative companies like Adiseo provides programs and services to help producers achieve their targets in a high-quality, safe, and sustainable way. NutriQuest, experts serving producers and delivering breakthrough solutions. Genesis, the first power in genetics. AB Vista, new nutritional perspectives and novel enzyme applications to drive pig production. Zinpro, essential trace minerals, exceptional performance. Every pig, a simple yet powerful pig health and production management tool. Just all, always one step ahead in swine feeding. Welcome to the Swine It Podcast Show. My name is Marcia Gonçalves, your host for today's episode. Hey everyone, so today I have Brad Eckberg here with me, and uh, Brad, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate you being here today, and uh, so for those folks that don't know you, and you can share your, your journey so far? Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually a pretty uh, interesting one. Uh, so my mom worked at a vet clinic when I was in high school, got me into a sow farm, Needed to kind of get a job and uh, worked on sow farms in southern Minnesota until I graduated and then uh, moved over to uh, Elbert Lee uh, when, once I graduated and worked on sow farms, uh, two sow farms in southern Minnesota uh, for uh, in total about uh, seven years. Managed the sow farm. So basically everything on the sow farm I've pretty much done. Um, and then after that, I went to work for Holden Farms up in Northfield, Minnesota, where I Worked on the grow finish side, uh, did some research with them as well. Uh, but uh, you know, marking pigs, day to day operations, uh, is kind of what some of my responsibilities were there. Uh, when I was at Holden's, I really liked uh, the numbers, and then was introduced to Meta Farms uh, back in 2014, and uh, I've been with them since then. Uh, do some analytics, obviously, and I also do some sales, a uh, little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, super cool. Um... So today we're going to focus on nursery and, and the benchmark report, right? That that you've uh, worked on. Any um, what? So what's the the highlights, high level insights there from the nursery? Yeah, I mean, so obviously a lot of people like to focus in on mortality, you know. So you know when we when we first started really digging into the numbers, it was why are they why are we having higher mortalities, you know, from year to year or from even from a month to month perspective? And, you know, there's, there's a lot of different reasons uh, from a health, from a management standpoint, uh, from a nutritional standpoint, ventilation, um, and, and just kind of wanted to focus a little bit, let's just say from a PERS standpoint. And, and what's kind of important to know is that, you know, the PERS season usually happens in that fall season, right around in that October, November timeframe. And, and what it, 
what's important to know is that those nursery groups aren't going to start closing out um, and you're not going to see those close out uh, from a benchmarking, whether it's internally or externally, until that January, February timeframe. So when you when you look at the numbers and it's, it's just kind of important to know from a per standpoint, you know, those groups aren't going to close out until that Q1 of, of the following year. Um, you know, and, and just uh, from from some of the other measures is uh, I thought the uh, the weight out was kind of an interesting uh, thing to look at where, you know, we all know that the summer months have a lot of impact on on weights, growth and uh, just kind of interesting when we you know when we looked at just uh, picking on Des Moines for for a central location here in the U.S. of what is that impact on 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 summer weights and and, and from a growth perspective. This episode's sponsor highlight is about Genesis. Genesis is the largest independent producer of high health registered purebred swine in the globe, having over 80% of all registered purebred breeding stock in Canada. The Genesis genetic program uses genomic selection strategies focused on productivity, faster growth, efficiency, high yield, and meat quality. To know more, go to genesis.com. G-E-N-E-S-U-S dot com. Very good. And just to get some rough numbers for folks that are listening. So uh, mortality. So what's that ballpark number for mortality that, that you are seeing? Yeah, I mean, from an average standpoint, um, you know, we're in that, uh, that uh, two and a half uh, percent for a nursery group. Um, you know, digging further into the, the, the MetaFarms database, you know, we, we kind of break down our mortality, you know, by group size. And uh, just kind of looking at the numbers, while the average was about in that two and a half, three uh, percent range uh, from a year to year perspective, about sixty uh, percent of our groups are two thousand pigs started or less, um, and, and about eighty three percent, I think it was. Uh, that are less than 3,000 pigs. So while it's important to also see, hey, uh, what is our year-to-year mortality, you know, uh, being a number guy myself, I'd like to dig in further and say, is there some sort of trend from a, from a, a size of groups, you know, are, are larger groups uh, getting hit harder with mortality or the smaller, or are the smaller groups, so. Interesting. And um, something that I've noticed in talking to folks over over the years is that Sometimes you may go back 10 or 15 years and, and body weight was at the end of the nursery was almost better than today. And the, at least the way we looked at it was that because of genetic selection and selecting for a linear high efficient pig at a heavier market weight every year, that, that I'll use a fancy term here, sigmoidal function of growth is pushed forward. You know, so it's super interesting to look that in sometimes we see in nutrition studies, the first week of uh, after winning, these pigs don't seem to grow very well, but they also don't seem to die super easy either compared to 10, 15 years ago. Do, does any of that ring a bell or what's been your take on that? Yeah, so uh, obviously coming from a production side myself, you know, dealing with a lot of nursery pigs, um, I, you know, I definitely would echo that from a MetaFarms database. We would say the same thing where, you know, looking deeper into what age and uh, feed are these pigs dying, it is in that uh, two to four range is where we have about, uh, I think it was 45% of the deads that are dying. And, and you might say, well, 
that's a high number. But if you look and you consider a typical nursery turn of six or seven weeks, half the time, you know, uh, in three weeks, we have half the pigs roughly that are dying. Um, so they're really kind of spread out throughout. And, and I think some of that has to do with, uh, you know, you know, producers out there, they want to try to, you know, uh, keep the pigs alive. They'll try to restart those pigs and, and keep them alive as long as they absolutely can. And, and I think that's where, when you look and say, well, when are they dying throughout a group? It's really spread out, uh, throughout the group. Very good. Any other insight when it comes to nursery benchmarking? Um, or also if you want, I don't know if you want to jump in right now on key, you know, uh, actions that folks can take based on this data. Yeah, I guess, um, just from, uh, from a, from a mortality standpoint, just some of the different things, I guess, uh, piggybacking on your last comment about what can people do, um, from uh, looking at mortality is, I see South Farm Health is, is king, right? A healthy pig coming out. The pig's got a great opportunity to, to survive. Um, but what's also important to, to note is, you know, getting those pigs started off right. You know, making sure, first of all, that we have a clean barn, clean environment uh, from the, the slats to the water cups to the, uh, to the feeders. Um, you know, making sure that everything is clean, ready to go. It sounds really simple, but, uh, you know, again, dealing with growers on a, on a daily basis and stuff, you know, that they, they spend so much time early on with the nursery, getting those pigs going. And then, you know, kind of gets a little bit easier from the animal husbandry standpoint towards the end, right. Um, that, you know, once those pigs leave the turnaround for, for a new group of pigs coming in could be anywhere from, you know, two to two to seven days coming in there that the mindset for a, a grower there every single day needs to be, you know, do I have everything in place uh, to, to help those pigs get off to the best uh, start? Um, you know, from a, from a water standpoint, making sure that if we do, you know, we're washing and disinfecting everything, that we have nice clean water there, that the, the water pressure is good. Uh, from a feed standpoint, making sure that we have the right feed there, first of all, and making sure that the, the quality is there, you know, there's not any mold uh, from, from pressure washing. Um, and then from just from an animal husbandry standpoint, after we get them started, identifying those pigs you know, before it's, uh, it's almost too late. Right. So, you know, I, most of us have heard the ABC type of pig from a, from a body condition standpoint is really identifying those pigs at an A before they get to a B or C. You know, I've seen some studies where, you know, if, if they do get to that, uh, B or C type, uh, of body quality condition, the likelihood of them recovering is minimal. And, uh, again, being out there in production self myself for many years, I would definitely say that would be the case. Um, you know, it's not uh, it's not a death sentence if you know they're a, they're a B or C type pig and we pull them out, but it, the the chances of likelihood of re recovery is is uh, diminishes. When it comes to sorting the pigs at arrival, right? Uh, there's several data sets showing that's not a great idea, with the exception of the few pigs that are not eating very well after a few days, right? So. What do you think, uh, would you say majority of the industry today do not sort or you still see a lot of people, when I, and again, when I say sort, is sorting is small, medium, and large, not sorting the, the ones that are um, just not eating. Those, we do want to find those pigs, right? So what's, what do you see there? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would definitely say that uh, a lot of customers that I work with uh, from the Metafarm side 
uh, are not sorting on size. You know, it, it like you said, they're going to pull out the bottom, let's say five to eight percent of the bottom end type pigs that maybe have health or body condition issues, but definitely not from a from a size standpoint coming into the nursery. So kind of just gate cutting them, putting the right number of pigs per pen, um, and then uh, evaluating them after that. I love it. Super cool. Um, well, anything else on, on nursery benchmarking here, um, Brad, before we wrap up? Uh, you know, just a, a couple comments is, um, you know, the nursery phase is kind of like a transition, right? Where uh, for a pig's life where, you know, they've got mom in the south arm. And when they get into that, uh, that nursery part is, is un really understanding that, you know, the, the sow tells her piglets, it's time to eat, right? She grunts at them, tells them it's time to eat. All of a sudden they come to, you know, basically a, a hotel and it's, now what do I do? You know, and it, it is a little monkey see monkey do uh, within the pig population of it's time to go eat, it's time to go drink, but sometimes they need a little bit of help, you know, make sure the feeders aren't too tight so that the pigs have easy access to the feed, you know, make sure that, that we have, you know, the water that's available. You know, a lot of times we would, you know, um, push the water nipple so that the cup is nice and full of water so that the pigs know where it's at, let them play around a little bit, you know, make life a little bit easier for them, you know, making sure that, you know, we have the right number of pigs per pen so that we're not overpopulating, you know, and just, you know, the more chance you give for the pigs to survive and thrive, you know, we talk mainly about mortality here, but if, if the pig is healthy, and it's in the right environment, it's opportunity to thrive and thus have a good feed conversion, a right, a good average daily gain and, and a nice weight going out really is, is around the animal husbandry and getting the pig started and uh, go from there. An animal nutrition technology company offering innovative products and new applications for the swine industry. The combination of AB Vista enzymes, technical services, and nutrition expertise provides the industry with new opportunities to further improve production efficiencies. Fiber is receiving renewed interest due to its influence on the microbiome, and AB Vista has brought together research experts to discuss the industry's knowledge of fiber functionality and to introduce a Stimbiotic, targeted to improve fiber digestion. To request access, contact NAM at abvista.com. For knowledge and news from the global swine industry, access our partner, thepigsite.com. Super cool. Thanks, Brad. So for those that are not familiar, this is a series of podcasts we have um, uh, along the benchmarking side of things. And uh, National Pork Board has been funding this project along with um, Meta Farms. So thanks so much, Brad. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Imagine if with a few key concepts, you could have the potential to create a massive positive impact by bringing from hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars for swine producers. Join this small group and go to the next level of swine nutrition on this seven week long elite online training in applied swine nutrition and feeding. It's conducted by myself, Dr. Marcio Gonçalves and my world-class invited speakers. Additionally, you enjoy an exclusive community to exchange ideas. Go now to www.eliteswinenutritionist.com.